And hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures in Wubu. And this is the November vlog. November vlog is quite a mouthful to say, and it took me a while to get it kind of right. And even that last take, I'm not so sure I got it. But I can't spend all day in the intro. Um, so here we are in the office yet again, fairly uh, moved in at this point. I feel quite comfortable here. Um, still not fully unpacked. I've said there's a kind of a section just there that uh, Jordan Peterson would not be happy with. Let's put it that way. Um, I've also been kind of doing a lot of camera tests, uh, particularly today, where I was moving the camera around to different areas, putting up different lighting, and just trying to get the best kind of sweet spot for where to do these videos. And. Uh, it's harder than it seems, it's because if you get one place then the light isn't consistent, if you get another place you're too close to other lights, and or if you get <laughs> different places you know the background just looks terrible or something. Um, and I tried the DJI Osmo Pocket, which is a great camera but it doesn't have the kind of aperture, aperture, aperture that um, the Nikon has that I have here, and uh, so to get that kind of blurry filmic background you're not going to get that, but you'd probably get overall a bit better quality with lighting and stuff, anyway. People don't come here to hear about my camera woes. So what's been going on with me? Well, over the last while, since I did the last vlog, which was in uh, the park with the attack of the zombies, um, I have been going to, uh, to to therapy every week. There was a couple of weeks where it kind of didn't work out from those... Uh, <laughs> the therapist or the counsellor herself got caught behind an upturned tractor, which if you follow the, this channel, you will know the tractors play a large kind of part in, uh, in my life this year in kind of woo-woo ways. That was interesting. Um, so we're kind of a bit behind in a sense, but that's fine because it's, it's going at a pace that I'm quite comfortable with and uh, we're exploring different things that um, need to be explored. Mostly it's coming up around just kind of undealt with childhood stuff or um, almost maybe family inheritance stuff. I got a book today that's uh, it's called It Didn't Start With You, which is all about the kind of inherited kind of trauma, if you want or the proposed, purported her, uh, inherited trauma that you can get from family lineages and stuff like that. So that would tie nicely in with kind of ancestor work that I've talked about before that, you know, just doesn't seem to gel too much with me. Um, so this might be a new approach into it. So I'm looking forward to kind of that. You know, therapy's hard and it's tough and you have to go through all different type of things. And there's a couple of things that came up that uh, about things that happened when I was like a teenager and early 20s or kind of situations or roles that I was playing or you know, things that were going on that I had forgot totally about how and how huge of an impact they had, be, had been in my life at that time but because they're not really something that's in my life now you just I kind of had completely forgotten about it but like were huge kind of facets of what I was dealing with at the time so that's interesting the actual therapy I'm doing and um, I don't know if I've mentioned it is EFT now this is not to be confused with the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping thing. When I asked about that, first of all, when they said it was EFT, they kind of very much dismissed that the EFT tapping thing is nonsense. And then quickly backtracked and saying, oh, well, if it works for people, it works for people. So this is kind of a, a different thing altogether. It's EFT, it's emotional based therapy. I can't remember offhand what the F in this EFT is, Emo emotional, focused therapy, would that make sense? I'll uh, put a link to the wiki down below. And it's kind of, um, it's, there's part of it that's a bit like a stall therapy, they're just thinking that it's called chairs, which I haven't done, which I'm not particularly looking forward to, where it seems 
where if you have unfinished business with someone or something left unsaid or something you want to sort out, you talk to an empty chair that signifies or symbolizes this person or in some way. And I'm kind of going, well, that's a bit role play, you know, and I don't want to role play. It seems a bit like performative, which is fine, but like, and then how's that any different from the million times I've had this conversation with that person in my head? Fair enough, you're externalizing it, but I also externalize some of these conversations when I'm on my own. Say when I'm driving and I'm having an argument with someone in my head, I can very much, you know, say some of that out loud. And, you know, so I don't know how, how that's going to go. And I was very kind of dismissive of it at the beginning, going, ah, here we go, this is going to be terrible. But now as I've warmed to the therapist and we're, we're kind of get the more rapport and I suppose a bit more trust in the process, um, I don't feel as apprehensive about that. So it'll be interesting to see how that actually does come out for me. So all in all, I've been doing well in a sense with therapy. Most of it so far is just about getting the rapport with the therapist and explaining where I'm coming from rather than having any big kind of revelations about myself. It's more she's finding out about, about me and the different things. But with that said, still having that echoing back and stuff, you can kind of see, I don't know, it's just stuff that you feel is normal or you have in a sense normalized or that, um, You've led other people to, you know, not take responsibility for, or you haven't taken responsibility for yourself and all these things. Kind of when you see it echoed back to yourself, you can see it from a different point of view where you go, oh, that's not normal, <laughs> right? Okay, that is a bit strange. That's something that I need to look a bit more into or whatever. And coupling all that with still doing kind of binding work from Alan Chapman's Mergia kind of teachings. I'm not doing the full kind of binding thing, which is mostly to my own... Um, discredit let's say or I just I don't fully understand it and there's parts of me that still don't fully believe it even though the one full binding that uh, Alan walked me through um, I was skeptical skeptical right up to the very point where the breakthrough happened then I went oh but of course but even having that <laughs> having that kind of uh, background there's still some part of me it's obviously resistance all that kind of thing but there's an awful lot in it that's still workable without the, the problem i have with, uh, with the mergia the binding thing is that the role you have is the opposite of what you think it is you're playing a different role and you're playing a passive active role of the same thing so it can kind of feel like if you're in a situation that you're trying to deal with or bind and that person you feel is attacking you the binding process of mergia is to kind of see that you're both playing the same role only an active and passive version of that. And in fact, what you're doing, what you think they're doing to you, is probably what you're doing. Now, I'm not sure if, how it, if it works in that uh, situation, because of course, if you're being attacked, there is no way you really are attacking that person. But maybe it's more in a symbolic sense, or if it's transmission scene, meaning that if it's the first time it's happened and you've you know, received the role in a transmission sense, um, then you then from that moment, start doing it to yourself or to other people or whatever so you still have that role so it's i don't know part of me doesn't like this because it's that whole notion of and i've recently had a kind of discussion about it that i kind of had a in a sense walk away from um in a social group i'm in just because it's i don't like it and i'm not sure if i don't like it because i don't like it or i don't like it because i think it's actually untrue and it's this whole idea of that what you hate in another person is what you secretly or unbeknownst hate about yourself this comes from carl jung and it's not exactly what he said it's not that you know that pop psychology thing just checking the time we're good that pop psychology thing of where if you you know if you see someone and go oh that man is so egotistical that it's really the ego in yourself that you're kind of annoyed Carl Jung's quote, and I'm going to have to paraphrase this because I don't know it, is that you're, it's, it's, the idea is that the hatred or the thing that you hate about the other person 
it's not that it's directly reflected or the opposite in the way your shadow is. It's that he says you will learn an awful lot about yourself by looking at the hatred you find about other people, which that I think is a much more wider, um, malleable kind of uh, working practice than if you hate something about someone else, it's really that part of you that you hate about yourself. Because that can't be true in all accounts, because there is things that most people despise. Say it's something that's you know in the news so much now, like say paedophilia, where you can despise uh, the act, all of the, the you know the people or people who've you know done these actions, terrible things, all of these things, without secretly feeling that you're you hate the paedophile within yourself. So I don't think in all instances, all instances, it's a case of that what that what you hate is the thing that you hate about yourself. I think you certainly can learn about it. And it's funny why some people would be more, have a stronger reaction towards stuff that other people want. So it's not just that it's a universal kind of thing. Whereas while we all kind of have a kind of distaste, say, or for paedophiles, some people get really annoyed about it. And it could, that obviously can be from their past or, you know, the experiences they've had. But say they've had no experiences in that, it can still seem to bother them a bit more than other people. It becomes a bit more of, not necessarily an obsession, but a bit more of a, a burden to their mind um, so that you can learn about yourself through it but the, the whole notion of it being that it's your secret paedophile or whatever that kind of pop psychology thing that we, we have kind of taken out of this wonderful kind of quote by Carl Jung um, and changed it into something that no I'm Robert Yoglu type of thing you know you're the one who you know all that kind of just re returning it back in the person and uh, only the person being yourself in this case so I'm not sure about that, I don't, whether that's one of my issues with the binding. Of course, Carl Jung would always say um, that, you know, the, your, your shadow, the thing that is the opposite, and it is a lot to do with opposites, and it's all to do with opposites, and that the shadow is the kind of, like a murderer's shadow can be quite positive. So it's not that it's always a bad thing, it's the opposite thing to what you have. So if you have like, you know, some really negative, bad kind of outward personality traits that, you know, you manifest and you work through, your kind of shadow will be, you know, this fluffy kind of nice guy or this, you know, this kind of, but but a genuine, like not, not kind of the creepy nice guy thing, but the, you know, you'll have some good qualities as your shadow. So it's an opposite rather than just a bad kind of evil Spock, you know, beard <laughs> version of yourself. So even in the whole thing of the opposites and the, the thing, it's not exactly the thing that you hate another person, it's the thing that you hate in yourself. Now, and a lot of times, just I'll just end on this bit with that, is that it is the thing in the other person that you hate about yourself. Or it's like the envy or jealousy thing of that the thing that the other person has, you ha lack in yourself and that can be annoying and so that you can find that distasteful when you see it in other things. It's a thing some depressed people do or some abused people do is that when they see other people happy, they can't enjoy it you know it annoys them it angers them because of this kind of disconnect or the switch they have in their head so you have that all of that kind of thing going on or whatever so a lot going on in my mind in those kind of kind of ways between binding um you know trying to do the therapy trying to work out things what i've been doing back to what, what my point was that i'm not doing the full binding thing but what i'm doing is this brilliant thing which is just describe. This is kind of the main process or the main kind of advice given when you're doing a binding in Mergia. Just describe. Don't infer, don't read into it, don't um, assume, don't talk about things that aren't there. Just describe the thing that's happening or the thought that you're having or the dream you're describing or whatever it is. Not, well, I think that this means 
or because he probably was saying that behind my back she was doing this it's just what is the incident what is the thing what is the feeling and just describe it and it's amazing just how much bullshit you add to all of this stuff not bullshit it's not bullshit all this extra content that you add to your dramas or your memories and these type of things and all these inf inferences and I don't know these kind of weird tacked on beliefs you have about what you know what other things are surrounded and stuff like that. So the whole idea of just describe is really, really good for me and I'm really enjoying it and it's really getting to the core of an awful lot of things, even though I'm not doing the full kind of binding process. I would advise you to go and have a look at the binding process. It's quite hard to get into and anyone I know who has kind of approached it in its different forms, say from Fountainhead or Wise by Design or any of these things, have found it tough enough. And um, he, Alan does obviously offer, you know, one-on-one -on -one classes if that's something you want to go through. But there is a Discord, um, a Mergia Discord, and you know, people will talk about these things for you if you want to try and go through them yourself. But it's probably not something you're just going to get from just reading the website and stuff like that. Maybe, well, maybe it's, 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 it's similar to something you've done before and some people might find it, you know, easy to adapt to whatever. I certainly didn't and I still don't fully understand it, which is not to discount it in any kind of ways. So that's kind of all that's going on with me at the minute. Um, Office, still, still, still my new toy. Um, therapy, working through the different things. Next year, I've said this before, um, that I, I kind of have a team for the, what year ahead is going to be and stuff. And uh, one year was I was going to try to be more new age than I was magicy. That's success in some ways. It's, it's a nice little team, but you don't have to hold yourself to the, the whole thing for uh, the entire year. You, know, you don't have to have strict kind of rigid rules. So the team of next year I've decided is art. So kind of bump up that whole chaos magic and art, which is the tagline of Adventures in Woo-Woo, um, that has been lacking. Now that I have the opportunity to do it and the wherewithal to do it and the kind of the space to do it again. So that's, I'm looking forward into that. Talking about the study group in the last vlog um, and that that had had to be kind of rearranged or we looked at and stuff like that. I think what's going to happen is that from January, I'm going to do a deep dive into the 40 servants and do a bit more kind of advanced type stuff which by that I mean like just kind of push it a bit along more and see you know try out some stuff some of it might fail some of it might be great like things like bind servants not in the sense of binding them that you would in a, you know like say witchcraft or binding them in the sense of the Mergia but bind as in in rune binds where a combination of different binds uh, where we had the protector and the witch at one point in that uh, limited print I did, you know, stuff like that. And maybe test out different type of things, different relationships, work on triads and duels and stuff like that. I have a number of ideas in my head about this kind of stuff that I think is worth exploring and pushing the boat out in some ways and kind of loosening the, the grip uh, and being so, I suppose, a pigeonhole, but keeping, you know, kind of loosen the boundaries of what, what's possible or what, I, what I'm willing to believe about them, I suppose, and just kind of investigate all that. So I put that out to the patrons if that's something they'd want to do and that would, they would be happy for that to, you know, take over from the study group. And um, see how it goes. If, it, if they are interested, that'll start sometime around January. And then what I propose, the book kind of thing that we were doing is that we'll just uh, switch that to Discord or we'll just talk about the books that we're going to do in a kind of everyone read it themselves type stuff. And I'll probably be going to just going to be uh, available to everyone because that's a lot of work. And if the, as the numbers dwindle, it becomes less doable. So if you open it more to the public, then you have a case that is, you know, more likely to succeed. Anyway, looking at the time, as I see in my monitor, I've <laughs> babbled on for long enough. 
So that is the November vlog and I managed to say it a bit better. It's probably because I haven't talked much of this. When I went to make the video, it was the first time I talked in hours. So good people of the internet. Um, the next video is going to be another 40 servants, uh, one card divination readings for patrons. So if you want to get in on that, you'll have to be on Patreon. Links in the show description. Um, and then there's gonna, it's going to follow a kind of a team each month. We're going to be doing the vlog. We're going to be doing the card readings. We're going to have something on general magic. Um, be that tips and tricks or some sort of insight I may have had around magic or some sort of practical magic to do and then an art video and when I have that kind of one a week kind of lined out and delineated and that's exactly what I'm going to do hopefully within that will I be able to add in some extra videos as well and extra kind of content and stuff like that that's the plan that's what I'm going for anyway so good people of the internet until our next adventure be well